0: Welcome to our first episode of the OK Cool Creative Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Brandon Manderson. And today we are recording the second part of this podcast, which is also part of the first episode of this podcast. So if you get a little bit confused, uh, don't worry. Just um, be a little unconfused right now because we're just chilling. We're having a good time today. Today. We actually have our first guest of the world ever, forever of all time. This is our first oh. guest today. Um, and it's a good one. So I'd like to welcome to the stage Mr. Nikki Boomsticks himself, NCC Audio, the uh, master of all things audio, Nicholas Carlton Chamberlain. Everybody
1: applaud, please.
0: Ah, hello, Br-
1: Brandon. <laughs> well, I hope <laughs> that's the best entrance for your first guest ever on your um, your podcast. Hey, Brandon. How's right, it going?
0: Right. It's going good, but Nick, that's only the first entrance. I, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my lineup of people that are going to be on this podcast, <laughs> but... Uh, no,
1: the first entrance of the first person being on your podcast.
0: Yeah, okay. You're right. There's nothing... Literally, nobody can beat that because it will never happen again. <laughs> and Nick is just chugging a beer in the microphone. Um, so that's what we're doing here uh, today is we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. about tell me all things creative and coolness so I um,
1: like that Wow I really like that okay cool creative and coolness. Creative and coolness. So It just goes full circle, Brandon. You can be
0: lame and come here. That's fine. Like, that's cool. You can be not that cool and be here. That's cool, too. Uh, or you can be super <laughs> so, cool and you can be here as well. So that's why I have Nick. He puts all okay. three of those things together.
1: <laughs> you have not cool, lame, and somewhat cool. You put all those together, you get average. You Nick. get average, Nick. I am, like, Nick literally is, the best average person.
0: Nick is far above average. Um. He is uh, so, like I said in my earlier um, introduction that I recorded three weeks ago or four weeks ago, um, <laughs> uh, this podcast is about uh, my journey as a filmmaker and um what I'm currently doing. Uh, so, um, I wanted to bring Nick on the podcast mm-hmm. because I've been working on his podcast with him and CC audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very special podcast that he does and I'm his like co-host slash I'm just there to fill in, um, blank spots and throw in, uh, references to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and also pop tarts pays me to be on that one. Um, mm-hmm. so like if you thought we were just friends, it's actually pop Arts <laughs> just paying me to be on his podcast. <laughs> Um, and they only pay me in pop darts. So, uh, it's a win-win really. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Nick is my first guest today Thank and you, I've worked with Nick on multiple, multiple projects now. Um, and Nick is, uh, an audio engineer for a company we both work for Catholic Answers, nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in the video department and Nick works in the audio radio department, mm-hmm. um, and Nick has been working with me on some films and some freelance projects and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, Nick. Yes,
1: Brandon. Let's just talk about some film stuff. All right. Let's do it. This is crazy being on the guest side. The guest side. The guest I've been side. hosting for so many, um, like, 12 podcasts. So, this is super cool. I'm excited. Let's talk about it. All right. Filmmaking. Filmmaking. So, Nick is, uh, Nick
0: wears a very special hat in, Mm -hmm. within, um, filmmaking. Uh, so Nick, can you just talk a little bit about like what it is to be the audio guy on set? All right. So it all
1: started May, around May, 2018, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not a long time ago, but if you're listening to this podcast 10 years from now, you know, it's a while back.
0: Hi, everyone in the future for 10 years, yeah, um, but <laughs> we're extending our prayers and our gratefulness yeah, to you for listening to this. Thank
1: you so much. So, uh, at this point, Brandon is, is already this really well-known, you know, film producer, film director.
0: I've made one film at this point, so I've been really cool. No, but,
1: like, the people <laughs> listening 10 years from now, they're oh, listening yeah. to the very first podcast ever. They're like, wow, this is where he started from. Sorry, I was going just, back just, in the future. Really <laughs> I was going back in time. <laughs> talking to this really weird guy. Like, why did he talk to him? Okay, so let's talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. My first experience as um, audio engineer for, for Brandon on, a, like, a film project, right? It was something I've never done before, right? I um, I just showed up on set, on location, and he gave me his friend's equipment. He gave me this audio recording device. He gave me this boom stand and this shotgun microphone, and with this little dead cat to put on top of the the shotgun to get rid of the wind noise. What, yeah, what, what was that dead cat for, Brandon? I was really confused. Yeah, no.
0: It was Arturo's neighbor's. Um, And we hit it on the way over to the location. then you just
1: gutted it to use it for a windscreen? Yeah. It just cuts out the wind. It cuts out the wind and (laughs) it's nicknamed the dead cat, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so I didn't know... We don't
0: actually know. It could have been a real cat at some point. We have no idea. We got it from... road. Arturo got it from road Microphones. Yeah. So it could have actually been a real cat at some point.
1: That's true. So I didn't know much about audio and filmmaking at that point, but what I had just intuit intuitively right is mm-hmm. that a word brandon uh sure so or the okay cool creative podcast you can really
0: make up any word you want <laughs> okay cool man yeah
1: I just knew it was my goal to get the actors to sound great I just knew I wanted some Clean, crisp dialogue. I don't know why. I was like, "Well, if people are wa- going to be watching this, I want to make sure they can hear what everyone is saying, right?" Right. So it was my goal to get as close as possible to the actors. So that's all I did the first couple times. Yeah. The so good thing what was, did you think what every shot my... we
0: were shooting was super
1: wide. So <laughs> the good thing was, it was super, super wide. It was on the basketball court, and I was standing maybe about twenty five feet away. From the basketball players, and they were having some lines. And I was like, Well, I guess I'm as close as I can get. All right. Is this okay, Brandon? He looked at me and like, gave me a thumbs up. I'm like, All right.
0: <laughs> Previously, so, I had recorded all of my other audio onto like <laughs> all of the other audio I'd ever recorded was like on a shotgun microphone attached to the camera. So,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> even further away. <laughs> yeah, even further away. So this was a good step in the right direction. Yeah, so this was our first step, you know, starting to actually start to produce these films and short films. And we've just been learning each step of the way, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, we've been creating a bunch of other stuff together mm-hmm. anytime.
1: Um, even if Nick can't come out and record yeah. audio for us. like I, I yell at them and be like, you better get clean crisp dialogue. Yeah. By the way, like be as close as you can as possible. If you can't get close and make a microphone be close, hide it. So that's just my rule is just to get clean crisp dialogue and I think it's been very beneficial. It's super like i mean, it's not very technical. I'm just like all right, as if you can whatever you need to do to get the microphone as close as you can to the actor, actor's mouth, then make it happen yeah so is that that kind of rude i felt kind of rude saying that
0: no but like you are honestly you do offend me every time you say that because you always yell at me um i know and you you, i'm like
1: brandon why why is that microphone over there underneath the ping pong table like you're not going to collect any dialogue that way
0: (laughs) yeah no i never collect any dialogue that way anyways but the um so yeah uh Nick, let's just like move on a little bit. Okay. into, yeah, um, let do that. I don't know. So, we've like, like I said, we've created a bunch of projects together. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, there's always talks in future for future podcasts or future podcasts for future films, podcasts, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but so far, what has been your like favorite experience working? Um, with us
1: working with me. Okay. The, so the favorite experiences, every time, <laughs> every time I get on set, you always provide food. Yeah. And then after that, then my favorite experience is, um, just trying to figure out how to capture, uh, the scene. I don't know. why. It's a lot of fun.
0: The food part is, um, yeah, no, legally like Pop-Tarts tells us we have to uh, provide food. Or else, you know, we're going to all mm-hmm. uh, get fired or something. Yeah, so all, all he does is
1: provide Pop-Tarts. <laughs> you know, the
0: brown
1: sugar ones, the cherry ones, the strawberry ones. Okay, the brown sugar Pop-Tarts are the best Pop-Tarts. Those are my favorite. Hey, can I tell you a quick side story? You know yeah. how I uh, eat my Pop-Tarts? How? I don't know if anyone's going to like this, but this is how I do it. Okay. I, I think I do it the same way. <laughs> but you have to, okay. I open up <laughs> this... The wrapping, right? Uh I take a paper towel. I take a paper towel and then I cover both the Pop Tarts, right? I place the Pop Tarts in the microwave. Oh,
0: we're very far
1: off. And I set it for 23 seconds.
0: And then, are we going to wait 23 (laughs) seconds? (laughs) Sorry, Nick just put some in the microwave.
1: You wait 23 seconds. And then when you open it up, you unwrap the paper towels. It is the warm, delicious, most delicious Pop-Tart you have ever tasted.
0: Wow. You know, this should be on the NCC Audio podcast because we're not sponsored, technically sponsored by Pop-Tarts <laughs> here, so we don't have a sponsor yet. So if you would like to sponsor a podcast, um, uh, Nick has a great way of selling things. Um, I'll say before we get started into like Nick's mm-hmm. favorite part besides the food, Um when I first started working at Catholic Answers and I met Nick and we started to like grow a friendship and started talking to each other working on the radio show. Um, I was uh operating the cameras for our live stream and Nick is obviously like the the head guy as far as audio recording goes for the radio show. He's the board guy. Um and way does way more than the board guy.
1: I'm just the board op. But he'd continue. He
0: twists the twist the
1: Potentiometers. No-
0: <laughs> what is what does Chris say? You you you
1: <laughs> I, d- I twist the faders and I move the
0: knobs. <laughs> and you yeah, you move the you slide the knobs. Um so he just slides knobs everywhere. But he uh I remember talking about like a film that I had just finished working on and it was gonna screen somewhere, and Nick was like, Well, if you ever need like a dorky white guy to be in your films, I'm your guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm your guy. And I was like, Well, they were like, I already have enough of those. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I've got enough of those. And
1: like my heart just sank. I was like, oh my was like, one opportunity to get into acting. Yeah. was just shot. Just like flushed down the drain. Yeah, it was. I flushed it just like a to- just like a goldfish. But at one point the toilet overflowed. <laughs> yeah. And it came up and I had my opportunity.
0: Nick did have his opportunity in one one very uh star studded performance. Um it's going to live on forever in history. Yeah, and potentially part two. I
1: can't wait. Okay, um,
0: continue. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, yeah, but we do have options for. Um, I was like, I do want somebody to help with audio because yeah. my audio is awful because I just screened my first short film. And it was like embarrassing how bad the audio was in the theater.
1: Yeah, like you. Um, I do remember that. Prayers for Vito, right?
0: Yeah, that was our
1: first short film. And I watched through it. I was like, wow, that was a very long short film you made. It it sounded very interesting. And I was like, I can maybe help you with this. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And so from then on, that's where
1: our friendship began criticizing Brandon's work. Sorry.
0: It's a constant (laughs) thing in my life. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, okay. So now moving forward, Mm -hmm. um, as far as favorite projects have gone, what's been your favorite project so far?
1: All right. My favorite project. Okay. I think it's going to be the last 48-hour film. Oh, uh, or Candyman. Okay. So Candyman was fun. Uh, but the last 48-hour project, it was just very monumental. It had interesting smells and beautiful sights. And very, um, just very active um, participation with everyone, right? Right. So this is where I really got to use all of my um, my technical abilities to record sound on set. I just, I don't know, I just went outside my comfort zone and I was just like comfort, comfortable with everyone. I was like... All right, you guys, let's do this. And I just like was very involved in every aspect of each scene. And I wasn't like scared or shy to be like, well, can we redo that? I don't think it sounded so good. And it was just like kind of an adventure on like how to get in and out of each room, like during each scene. Like I had to, you know, move the boom and the mic and like duck under and like move around through everyone. And it was, it was exciting.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think you really like hit your stride on when we did stay for the 48 this year yeah yeah that was a um i don't know there were a lot of things no that was it was a really easy that was like a a pretty easy 48 hour Mm -hmm. um and i feel like everybody did a good like everybody did a great job Mm -hmm. but like one thing i was not worried about the entire time was the audio
1: Yeah, well, the thing was, um, when I was doing that project, I was the live sound guy, then I was the post-production sound mixer, and then I was also the composer. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking in advance, I was like, all right, if I'm going to have to do post-production audio work, I'm not going to have much time to actually edit this because we have 48 hours to film and produce the entire film, right? Right. So I was like, I need to make sure everything sounds great, you know, on set. And so that was my goal.
0: Yeah, and I think you you did a great job. I think it was uh, like we recorded what three source three sources, couple of lavaliers, yeah.
1: boom. Um, no, that was my first time too. Like miking up actors and actresses with lavalier mics, and using the boom at the same time. And I was carrying around this little four channel mixer yeah. in my lunchbox.
0: So what's tell me what your experience is going from, like a live sound uh like board operator you're recording mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you're doing live radio every day to going on like a film set and you're actually having to like move around with the microphones and and do that so what what's yeah. like the what are the biggest similarities and what are the biggest challenges through that
1: Okay so the similarities are you have to capture it pretty much correctly the first time so in the live sound for radio you got to make sure that you are actually capturing the sound and producing it live for, uh, I don't know, there's upwards to like a couple hundred thousand to a million people listening. Uh, We don't have statistics. Even though it's a huge live audience listening, it's the same thing when we go on set. It's like I have to capture it right then the first time because I can't be like, oh, sorry, guys, I didn't get that. Can we do it again? Because then... I'm going to mess up the flow of, like, four to five actors, the director, like, the lighting guy. Like, you can't mess up on set either, just like you can't mess up during a live um, uh, production of a radio show. Like, so those are, like, the similarities. The differences are, though, when I'm behind the board on the radio show, I'm just sitting and just, like, you know, doing the thing what I need to do. But on set, I'm moving around. I'm being active. It's pretty intense. My back is hurting.
0: Wow. Yeah. And you have yeah. sunglasses on.
1: And you have sunglasses on and you're wearing sunscreen and shorts if you need to because you're outside and it's hot. Mm-hmm. And you look silly because you have this huge lunchbox over that's like, hanging over you and, like this boom pole. You look like you have a fishing pole. Like you look like a weirdo honestly when you're recording audio. Like I never wanted to record audio on film because I was like those people are, like very interesting. But, you know, we need clean crisp audio. So even if I do look goofy, I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to capture some great audio for you to have a great I'm going to so I can have a great product for you at the end.
0: Yeah, and um <laughs> I I'm think sorry. you do uh uh I don't think I th- I feel like it looks cool. You kind of look like a like a warrior, like a viking or something. I don't know. It's it's a it's a cool Uh, position but again it's 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 a hard thing to find somebody who's like very dedicated to to audio and knows what they're doing yeah um so even if it's you're moving from a board operator like in recording radio every day like doing live radio it's it's at least nice to have somebody who's confident in what the device is doing Mm, and like getting mm -hmm. the microphones in the right spot Mm -hmm. um because you know, a lot of people just go straight into film audio recording. And so they're not actually getting that background of like what audio is and like what your like levels should actually be and things like that. Like they just know numbers, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't know why things are the way they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just think about, I've been doing um, audio engineering like full time for the past five years now. And so everything I know, it just seems a kind of like basic common sense. But then I realized I didn't know this five years ago. So I have just been slowly learning more and more each and every day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just barely scratched the surface. Yeah. I mean, I, I got my uh, sound recording technology degree in college, and after I graduated college, I was like I know nothing. Like how how am I going to survive in the real world? And now I've been doing it for 5 years in the real world and I'm like I know maybe 1%. All right, so let's keep let's keep learning. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. And I think another thing that's cool from your position is that you it's like what they say about like piano players. Uh, Like if you learn how to play the piano, you can learn how to play any instrument. So it's kind of like, like,
1: Hey, that's kind of me too.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And we'll move into that in a second. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, I
1: forgot that part of me. Continue.
0: But yeah, then well, it's like, it's like, you know how, you know how audio works. So it's like easy for you to like maneuver into different areas. Mm. So like live, like recording on set or recording in a studio for music or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Those are cool tools um, for people who are interested in audio. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and then sometimes you get to be in the actual, the actual
1: film recording the audio. Oh my goodness, that that's a top project for me too. I was like really um, debating between Stay or Candyman on like which was my favorite project, and now that I think about it. Candyman might top stay. So, Candyman was this mockumentary on this uh this film crew who was going to be following this <laughs> this gentleman named Jimmy Tenders. Jimmy Tenders, who was um. He was, how old was he? He was around like 30 years old, and he was a professional trick or treater. Self proclaimed professional. Self proclaimed <laughs> professional trick or treater. And it was our jobs to follow him along his trick or treating path to learn how a professional treat- trick or treater trick or treats. And so I was, um, the The sound guy on the documentary, right? Mm -hmm. And And I was the camera guy. You were the camera guy, so it was really fun. I was actually capturing all the audio and dialogue while acting at the same time. So it was that was
0: like the best part. Was that we were actually doing? (laughs) It wasn't just props; like it was props, but like we were actually using it to record the stuff.
1: I just really hope that people like watch that, and really come to understand, like.
0: Well, we're working on a part two. We know, like. (laughs) The actual edit never got finished because we were trying to make it for a like a certain project we were doing mm-hmm. at the time, um. But the actual project never the f- edit never got finished. You can watch like the nineteen minute version of it online, mm-hmm. um. But <laughs> and it's still I think it's still <laughs> the <funny. rock> cut. <laughs> but I've been working on a new Candyman script. Yeah, So a we'll new see candy man. but it won't be the Candyman. Um, oh my gosh. So stay tuned for that. It's very intriguing. <laughs> um but also along with that like acting and, and doing that stuff, uh something else Nick works on with us and he already mentioned it is like uh
1: music. Music. Yeah. So that's where I started out. Um just a quick, uh, you know, background really. Um I started my musical career, musical career in kindergarten. Can you believe that? Or first grade, right? Uh, my parents, um, they provided piano lessons for me. And so I started learning piano. But then after about a year of doing that, I quickly got burnt out. And Oh, your piano? My, yeah. On fire? Can uh, a piano fire. Like, you know, my keys, they were just too hot to touch. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, you know, a couple years... call them electric years, Nick for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years later... Um, In fourth grade, my parents uh, bought me and my fam, my brothers, uh, a drum set. Right, Mm -hmm. and they also provided drum lessons for us. And then it was me and my brothers.
0: Did they immediately regret that decision? Like, yeah, that's so funny. Like, why
1: did they buy us a drum set? It must have been the Holy Spirit just telling them, "You need (laughs) to get a drum set because one of your sons is going to." Use this instrument <laughs> to help them propel him to his future career, which is kind of funny to think about. Like when you go back through your life and think about all the little actions that happened to who led you up to where you're at today, it's super crazy, right? Well, you're getting all
0: metaphysical on us now.
1: Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> That's so, cool. From piano, I moved to drums. A uh, long story short, I was the only one who continued the private lessons. So, um, it was like weekly drum set lessons from fourth grade on, and I played the drums up until now day, right? But I had, and then throughout junior high, I was in percussion, throughout high school, I was on drum line and percussion, and throughout college, I went to college to be a percussion performance major, right? And then halfway through college, I just could not perform well, like, I just couldn't do it. I made mistakes, and I just felt like I've been working really hard, but I just can't do it. What is going on? I need to change my career and my path, right? And then that's when I got into uh, the sound recording and technology program. And so that was kind of like, it was still with music, which I really enjoyed. But there's also the math and science behind music, which I thought was amazing. Right, so then I was able to take all my skills from being um, a musician to engineer, and I started morphing them together. And so, over the past years, that's what I have been doing. I've been taking all of my musical elements and all of my engineering elements, and I've been um, putting them together to really just trying to figure out my craft and like what I'm best at. So, when we come to filmmaking, um, I have been helping Brandon with composing some music for his film also and so actually for this day um short film i produced the um i composed the music and the theme so- the theme song for it and it was a lot of fun yeah all within 48 intense. hours too. all within 48 hours that is super crazy that is so crazy. in 48 hours i was the boom guy recording dialogue i was the post-production guy mixing all the audio i was the a composition guy composing and recording uh, the music for the short film in 48 hours.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of hats, and that was a lot of stuff to do. Um, So many hats. Yeah.
1: Smelly hats because we stayed up the whole time and we didn't shower. Sorry, TMI.
0: And the house we used smelled like pee.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you go back to the beginning of this podcast, if you remember, I said it smelled funny. Remember, Brandon?
0: Oh, I remember
1: that. The entire (laughs) house. Trying to forget. The entire house. Had dog pee everywhere. Are we allowed to say that? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The house was just covered. We're not saying We we're... sat
1: on each bed. It had dog pee on it. Each pillow had dog pee on it. But I'm, I'm just going to end the, that. Yeah, there.
0: yeah. That, that dog pee kept us awake and alert, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. But I think. Well, I guess like here's here's another question for you: Is when you're when you are composing music, like yeah. what, especially for film, like what, where do you like to draw a lot of your inspiration from?
1: I um, look at the scene really, mm-hmm. and I try to enhance the emotions of the scene. So, for stay, it was a very emotional scene. The character was very angry, heated, and he started crying. So I needed some kind of mus- musical tones that could just enhance that feeling. And so that was just like my kind of intuitive like feeling of what I needed to do with that. I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of like built in
0: me yeah so you kind of just feel it feel it out throughout whatever that scene is. so it was
1: kind of like long tones big chords just dramatic like swells and i just thought it went really well with the scene yeah and
0: then we can move on to another project you worked on the music for. You made the theme song
1: for. I totally for, forgot about this. Brandon, you really helped me to remember what I did with my life. Because, like, <laughs> as soon as I'm done with something, I'm, like, on to the next step.
0: Yeah, no, I am totally like that, too. But this is a project we spent a long time yeah, on. We did. Um, oh we made an entire miniseries, which is, like, the equivalent of a feature film. Yeah,
1: about 60 minutes, right?
0: Yeah, it's an hour long. Wow. Um, an hour and two minutes or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm called the wilderness woman yeah we made with christina and angela vasquez um and uh yeah so nick created the theme song for it Mm -hmm. and then two other tracks within it and did all the post production audio
1: yeah and you uh blessed me with about four days to do uh (laughs) post production audio mixing for a 60 minute film wow if you're gonna take that as a blessing (laughs) I thought I cursed you. And, <laughs> and the, the week before, they um, asked if I could do the theme music. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, what do you want? And they said, well, okay, think Kardashians meet Survivor. I was like, Kardashians meet Survivor? And so I did it. That's all. I'm, I, did, I did it. <laughs> but this was it all, worked yeah, out. Yeah. And so, okay, so you think about that. So Kardashians are pop, EDM, like upbeat survivors. I'm thinking a lot of jungles, drums, beats, and whatnot. And so I took both of those different elements and I mixed them together. And I came up with a pretty interesting beat. Oh, I loved it. And you know how I knew it was a winner? I remember I was coming up with the bass line. And then as soon as I started playing the bass line, my daughter was like she was dancing to it i was like okay if my two-year-old daughter is dancing to this random baseline beat i came up with then this has to be in the song so that's what i chose that's yeah i did
0: yeah and it was it was perfect and it felt like i don't know it, it totally worked for the for the film for the short uh for the miniseries mm-hmm. um so it was it was a lot of fun, and that was a uh, that was a fun, stressful project to work on. Yes, but, it was. Um, it's a cool thing we can all like slap on our websites,
1: and, and we slap it down on <laughs> our websites, and we get to remember we had a, a, you know, it was played in the movie theater. It was we had we, a film played in a movie theater, That's and it was crazy. only
0: our film that played there too. What didn't go in like a festival format where like a bunch of films played? No, it no. was just our film, just we the wilderness one. We rented out
1: a movie theater and we had people buy tickets we sold out and people watched it laughed and had a great time so why don't we do that again brandon yeah let's do that again let's do
0: that again we gotta get the
1: right project yep um i can be your lead actor
0: yeah nick will be the lead <laughs> nick <laughs> is gonna play the lead actor and uh whatever's next maybe candyman too. we'll see candyman too. Candyman too. um Nice. Well, I wow, think it's been super
1: exciting, Brandon.
0: Yeah, this is exciting. Thanks for being on the first uh episode of this um podcast. So Nick, where can everybody find you at? Oh yeah! If you want, they're wanna... probably all coming here because of you. Yeah, if, if anyone's coming to here, <laughs> <laughs> but they prob- most likely are coming here because of you. But tell them where to find you.
1: If you're like you want to learn more about me and uh, NCC Audio, which is my business that I've created to help people out doing audio production, you can go to nccaudio.com. You can. Email me at nick NickNCCAudio.com. You can like and follow my Facebook page. You can like and follow my Instagram page. And I have a Twitter account, and I don't know what to do with that. But apparently people like to tweet, so I tweet, tweet, tweet. So everything is basically NCC Audio. And that's how you can find me. And I hope I can help you out with your next audio project.
0: Wow, that was good. You almost said it exactly like you had it written on the page. Oh, This whole time, Nick's just been reading off of a teleprompter. All right, let
1: me see what it says on this paper. Are you ready, Brandon? Yeah. 1,400, 1,600, 3,000. (laughs) Oh, wait, that was for another (laughs) podcast. This Uh. has been all ad lib. This is crazy.
0: Yeah, we didn't even have any kind of plan for this.
1: No plan at all, and that's the best plan. So thank you so much, Brandon, for having me on your very first podcast ever.
0: Wow, here we go. We're excited. We're moving into the future. We're moving to the future. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, And thanks, everybody, for listening. You can check us out Um, just by thinking about us. So have a... (sighs) (laughs) Great day, night, morning, everybody, and God bless you. Thank
1: you. Bye.